We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hey, welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dusty Evely. Uh, after taking a week off, decided I would come back. Uh, Steve decided he didn't want to come back with me, though. Uh, at least not for this beginning portion. So I am joined, as always, by Sarah. Sarah. How are you? I missed you guys last week. You did a great podcast without me, even as you were a bit too nice to each other. But how are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm holding this podcast together. Last week it was you. <laughs> now it's Steve. I mean, gosh, guys, I, I don't know what's going on. No, I'm kidding. Hopefully Steve's able to join late. He's just he's on dad duty right now. So mm-hmm. we have to respect that. Um, but I'm good. I mean, Packers game on Thursday sucked. Uh, so that. <laughs> That wasn't very fun, but I will say that it is nice to have the whole day on Sunday where I don't have to be stressed out. Um, Well, let me walk back that sentence. (laughs) I I don't have to be stressed out about the Packers. I continue to be stressed out about my fantasy team um, and things in that realm, but um, it's nice to just put on red zone and, and just sit there and watch football and eat a bunch of disgusting food, and have a great day. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that again this weekend since the Packers play on Monday. Um, and mm-hmm. let's just hope the result is different this time because, man, that, that was rough. Um, I've talked about it before on the show. My boss is a Lions fan, so that yeah. was even rougher. Um, you know, he, he sends a Friday email out to everybody at our company, kind of just every Friday, you know, Thanks for a good week. Recap some of the highlights, you know, reminders. And last Friday was, you know, for Sarah just wanted to say go Lions in all caps. So (laughs) that was not fun. But hopefully they don't lose twice again this year. Please, Green Bay, I'm begging you for many reasons. Um, But I'm good. I'm glad you're back. Uh, How was Lambeau? I mean, you had the opportunity to share with me, but you haven't shared with the people yet since you've been back. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, I had a great time. Got to see some awesome people up there. I got to see the game with uh, with Perry and Maggie and uh, and Maggie's husband Mark. It was just lovely, lovely people. The people sitting in front of us were um, uh, flew in from. I, I know the woman I was sitting behind flew in from Arizona. I think she was in her sixties. It was her first ever game at Lambeau. She was the saddest woman I've ever seen in my life uh, at <laughs> halftime, and the happiest woman I've ever seen in my life at the end of the game. So, uh, I mean, I've never had a bad game at Lambeau. I got to meet. Again, so, some lovely people. Um, I got to meet Matt Pickett while I was up there, which, which was awesome. I feel like I've known him forever, so it was awesome. Spent time with Corey and and everyone at Corey's house. So I just I had an absolute blast. Being at Lambo is always awesome. I can't wait to get back already. Uh, it was a relatively quick trip for me, but yeah, it was amazing. Uh, the game. Everyone kept saying, "Boy, you picked a good game to be at." <laughs> well. Three, I picked one quarter of a good game to be at. It was three yeah. three quarters of absolute hell, and that fourth quarter was magic. Certainly one of those I'm not going to forget for a while. So it was it was amazing. It was awesome. I'm choosing to forget that there was a Thursday game. Steve has decided to grace us with his presence. Steve, my What's dude, up? how are you? There he is. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just uh, another day in day in the life, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get kids to bed that don't want to go to bed. And so, yeah, that's my late podcast uh, entrance. <laughs> so, well, not not too late. I mean, we're just kind of getting started here. We're glad you could make it for sure. I was telling Sarah 
uh, before we started recording. There was a couple times last week. I feel like I could feel you winding up to really let loose with something for Sarah and you held back because I wasn't there. So I apologize for, for, you know, taking that away from you and the people. So hopefully uh, we can catch up on that at some point. Yeah. Hopefully you guys can just be assholes to me this week is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you deciphered the code. <laughs> That's Dusty and I text each other, so you're not part of the thread. <laughs> wow, that hurts, guys. It really I, does. Actually, I think I sent the first text I sent in, in a while to Steve this past week because it was his birthday. I said, "Hey, happy birthday, Steve!" Uh, yeah. so that was, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm not texting him for a year, probably since your last birthday." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the worst when you text someone? You're like, "Happy birthday!" and you look at the last message, yeah. and it's just the last year saying "Happy birthday." Or my favorite is. This is total tangent, so I'm sorry for everyone listening. But somebody I went to UCF with that covered uh, sports as well as a student, even after um, as a professional, um, I it was our birthdays are like two weeks apart, and every year for like the past two years, the only texts that we have exchanged have just been happy birthdays <laughs> to each other, and it's the funniest thing in the world. And I feel like. Because he's DM'd me on Twitter and I've DM'd him too. And I feel like there's an unspoken rule. Like we can't text because it'll break the chain break of it. just saying mm-hmm. happy birthday. Yeah. But yeah. No, you're actually cursed if you if you text anything yeah. else now. So I'm exactly. glad you all recognize that. It's like the email chains if you don't forward this yeah. seven years of bad luck. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Mailer demon will get you. Uh I think we're we're far enough away from that Lions game. I don't really know that we need to go back and talk no, about it because we're about we're about a week removed to. at this point. Uh, so we will just kind of move forward with this week if that's cool with you guys. Uh, so we do have we look at the news and notes. My God in heaven, we have a lot of news and notes. Let's let's get to it. Okay, the first big one. First big one. Eric Stokes. He's back at practice. Now, this was a little insane to me. Me and Sarah were talking about this before we started. They were, he's been running full speed, apparently, since the beginning of training camp, which is something I certainly have not seen reported on. The delay on him getting back is apparently not one, but multiple hamstring tweaks, which is never something you want to see. But he has been running full speed. Hamstring tweaks are what's uh, what's kind of holding him back a little bit. The Packers now have three weeks to activate him to the 53 off the, off the PUP, or he will go to IR, I believe, for the rest of the year. It's looking like... Uh, he will be playing this season, certainly not this week. Uh, but uh, Steve, let's hit you first. What When you saw the news, not only that Eric Stokes was practicing, but some of the news that went along with it, what were your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? Um, I mean, it's it's wonderful news. It's what you want to hear, getting another weapon in the secondary for the defense. The defense is getting another first-round draft pick. I don't know if you there's – there's a couple <laughs> of them. They talk about it once in a while. Uh, but – I mean, it's good news. It's promising, but what the hell is going on in Green Bay with hamstrings, man? Like, what? Like, do it's league wide. Need- if you look across the league, league, it's league wide. It's insane this year, yeah. So yeah, I mean, ship a case of Gatorade or like a, a pallet of Gatorade. I don't know something. Get get those guys like all sorts of fluids, because man, like that's that's rough. But it's you know, hey, they're getting him back. Looks like uh, there might be some other guys that were practicing again as well. So. You know, Jair, Elton Jenkins. How is Elton Jenkins already practicing? That's what I want to know. Yeah, actually, let's just get to him then. Yeah, he's he's practicing. Apparently, he is practicing pain-free, and they haven't really said anything about it. sounds like hopeful for Monday. What he has said, I've got his quote here. He says, we have to go through the week, see how practice goes, see how the knee feels at that time. We have to go through the week. It sounds like about the only barrier to him playing is the pain in the knee, and he practiced pain-free this week. So, Sarah? What were, what were your feelings on hearing that Elton Jenkins is practicing? Shock. It was honestly <laughs> my feelings. I mean, this is – I'm if he's healthy enough to come back, then great. This is obviously a huge bump for the Packers. Um, but it just, just seems really quick. And especially for the Packers, we talk about this all the time, how conservative they are when guys are injured, that they always take extra time to be – a hundred percent sure that they're healthy and ready to go. So if they feel comfortable with him practicing, then he must be great. I mean, he said he didn't have pain and that it felt great out there. So this is a a big win, especially after the offensive line struggled badly last week. Um, So we'll see, uh, you know, when he actually comes back um, on a Sunday or or a Monday or Thursday, you know, whenever, Um, but really just shocked yet excited for that. 
Struggling badly is the nicest possible thing you could say about the, the offensive line. Look, he he would be placing Newman played left guard, and there's my favorite clip. My favorite clip from this past week is Newman pulling and jumping like a cat with with limbs all outstretched on a block that he never gets an arm on a guy. Uh, terrible. Certainly would be an improvement on that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, one of the other bits of the guys coming back then, and we'll get both your thoughts on this one, is Jair's back practicing as well. I know, obviously, he missed the last game uh, back injury. I think, and I didn't really see anything about him being limited in practice. So I think I already know what your thoughts are, but since Sarah just went, Steve, what are your thoughts on Jair Alexander practicing again? I mean, let's, let's really hope that uh, Devante is ready to go as well. And uh, Mm -hmm. we can like, that's just, that's like grab the popcorn and watch, watch the fun. Like that's exactly what you want to see. One versus one, one versus one. That's what you want. So that'll be really fun. But I mean, Getting him back is a huge piece of their defense. That swagger, that uh, that you know, he's he's just the guy for them. So getting him back is huge, um, and I'm excited to see it. Sarah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw um, on Sunday that Devontae Adams got her, I was like, no, please, I really wanted to see this, and I hope you know he's back and that Jarier's back, and now it's trending like both of them are going to play, which is great. Um, like Steve said, this is what you want. Um, the game would be less exciting, less entertaining if neither of them or only one of them played. So I'm really hoping that this happens and it'll, it'll surely be exciting uh, if it does. Um, and I'm curious to see because I think they're going to have each other's number uh, a few times. So you might see a win from one, win from the other. They'll go back and forth and I'm sure there'll be a lot of trash talking. Without <laughs> a doubt. I'm so excited about it. Uh, a couple other noticeable practices from today have been Luke Musgrave, which is notable because he left the Lions game with a concussion. So the fact that he's back practicing is very good news for him. And also what was huge news the previous week, and they were ramping those guys up, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, both practicing this week ahead of that game as well. So hopefully going into this Raiders game against the opponent that it on paper, not very good with hopefully some more reinforcements, both Watson and Jones a little, a little further along in their recovery, hopefully better for a bigger workload. I think Jones played 35% of the snaps. Watson was around 40 or something last week, ramping those guys up. And then you get them a little more into the bye week So that's exciting. Not practicing uh, was John Runyon Jr. Rudy Ford. Devontae Campbell and Zane Anderson. Uh, Runyon apparently was playing on a sprained left ankle, which was not known uh, in the Lions game. And they said he gutted through it. He, he didn't look good. Um, <laughs> he, he played, he was a man that was out there. He was, there. He, was on, he was on the field. He was, I saw him on the field. He was moving occasionally. Uh, but he, so he was playing on a sprain left ankle. Apparently uh, he was in a boot after the game. They said it's not a high ankle sprain. So I would imagine he's probably good. Uh, Rudy Ford, I didn't even see what happened to Rudy Ford. And then Cam- Campbell, I just assume, is out. And then Zane Anderson is, I don't know, not playing special teams, I guess, probably. So, I don't know. Just a quick thoughts, uh, Sarah, on some of those guys, running and Ford. What are you, what are your, if the Packers have to go into the Raiders game without, say, running and Ford, how are you feeling? Bad. Uh, that's just, <laughs> I mean, if you want my honest answer, it's bad. Um, I mean, we just talked about the offensive line and Dustin, you got mad at me because I didn't say they were bad enough. So yeah. <laughs> you take, you take Runyon out of there. I mean, and he didn't play great, but that still means that somebody who's not as good as him is going to have to go in there and play. Uh, so I don't feel good about that. And Ford, I think Ford's had a, a decent year leading up to now. So it would be nice if, if they had that boost there and, you know, injuries, I feel like is always, I mean, there are many issues with the Packers defense, but they can never catch a break with injuries. And this just seems to be an ongoing trend. So, you know, I don't feel good about this. When I saw that, I, I wasn't, you know, it, this, the injury report is a tease right now because you see Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back, dry air back. You're like, Jenkins somehow practicing and you get excited and then you get to the end and you're like, Ooh, that's still not great. Steve, what are your thoughts? I mean, I feel, I think I feel better about it than Sarah does. Um, I don't love that Runyon and Ford are, are not potentially not playing, but I mean, the amount of people that they're getting back for this game makes me feel like they can muster those losses as opposed to if Elton doesn't play, if Jair wasn't playing, like if Stokes still wasn't back, like, so if if I'm getting back this set of players and I'm only missing JRJ and um, 
Rudy Ford, Ford basically. Yeah. Then I I feel better than I felt last week. I guess. That yeah, I think the question. The question was just, do you? How do you feel about this? And I said, bad. It wasn't. Oh, if I have a monopoly deal and trade one for the other, then I feel good. About it. Good lord, Sarah. I'm not allowed to have my own opinion. No, no, no. You got here like not to have your own opinion. Yeah, I know, I know. I will say of those guys here, I think Ford's played good. I mean, just watching the the difference between um, Devondre Campbell and Isaiah McDuffie is just jarring. So the like one of those guys replacing the other guys, yeah, I don't feel great about that. But I think I'm at the same camp with Steve. Like it's. It's not great, but also if you look at if you look at some of the injuries those guys have, and then if you look at the guys they're getting back, and then you've got the bye week and everything, like I think they've got enough to beat the Ra- Raiders regardless. And then you're kind of getting those guys back that had been long term injured. So I'd feel better if they were out there, but I don't feel as bad as I did like going into that Saints game, and it was like, oh no, Christian Watson, no Aaron Jones. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then okay, last last bit of news, I guess the Packers signed uh, Christian Young. I'm gonna talk about this uh, just briefly. I will just kind of run through it real quick. Christian Young, linebacker, undrafted free agent out of Arizona, 6'1", 221 pounds. Spent some time with the Seahawks in training camp. Uh, over on Packers Wire, actually, Brennan Rupp had talked about talked to him. Uh, had an interview with him uh, during I think his Unpack the Pack series this past off season. Basically, a box safety. He's a thumper, kind of a, a run defender guy. Played 400 snap special teams in in college. If that tells you why he was probably there, they had an open spot on the practice squad because uh, Christian Welch, the linebacker, was called up to the 53 after David Bakhtiari went on IR. So there's that move for you. Christian Young may not be with the team next week, so let's give him his flowers this week. Uh, intriguing player. I, I kind of like him. Um, Packers opening the Raiders at one point, one and a half point favorites. We have got this week, again, Monday Night Football. Sarah, we talked. you talked about the beginning. It's so nice having a Sunday with not having to worry about the Packers. We get like three of these in a row. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. So I'm excited. I know last week I had red zone on one TV and then I had the dolphins bills game on another TV underneath. I was just, just living and just an absolute dream. It was amazing. Uh, Packers Raiders this week, as always, we're doing Packers offense versus the opposing defense. Sarah, what are you looking for this week? Yeah. So we've talked about the offensive line a lot already. Um, and yes, I'm concerned about that and curious how it's going to play out against the Raiders defense specifically. So I'm really more watching their, you know, front four and what they're going to do because they really in week four gave Justin Herbert a lot of trouble. Um, and you know, Jordan Love, I think is decent and he's growing, but I don't think he's Justin Herbert. Um, and so if they gave him that much trouble, you know, this could certainly be an area of concern for the Packers on Monday night. Um, so, you know, there was a, a really good story on RaiderRamble.com um, about the Raiders defense and, and their performance in week four. And something that, you know, they pointed out was that they held Herbert to his lowest completion percentage since week 18 of the 2021 season, which was 54.16%. They gave him his first interception since week 16 of the 2022 season, and they limited him to the lowest total passing yards in a single game throughout his entire NFL career, which was at 167 yards. So, you know, this is obviously something to watch. Um, I'm also concerned, you know, defense is all about momentum. And the fact that, you know, yes, they they lost, but they still, you know, did – they still performed well and they could build off of that. And knowing that green Bay's offensive line is vulnerable, they have a young quarterback really take advantage. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, definitely looking out for that. Um, I hope that it, I hope it goes to green Bay's way, uh, but you never know. Steve Packers offense, Raiders defense, what you got? I, I'm. I mean, after seeing the the Lions just run through the offensive line, and then knowing that Max Crosby is coming into town uh, to to you know go up against that offensive line, that's what I'm gonna be watching. That man is a just he's like a beast among men. Like you know, offensive linemen are all big dudes. Like he's just insane. So giving Jordan Love even a little bit of time is all that that, that we can hope for because. When it wasn't happening, like you saw what happened to the to the offense, like it was just three and out, three and out, punt, sack, like just every bad thing that could happen did happen. And so, if they can give Jordan Love a little time, we've also seen what Jordan Love can do. So, if they want any chance of beating this team, it's got to start there. 
Yeah, in mind, I'm looking run game. Um, same thing. I mean, a lot of this is good based on offensive line. Uh, Packers offensive line has not been good. Raiders run defense, real bad, real bad. So I was looking at some numbers. Uh, Raiders are 21st in the league at rushing yards before contact at 164. So giving up 164 yards on the year before contacting a rusher, which is 21st in the league. And they're 29th in the league at uh, yards after contact. Uh, they're 29th in the league again, 29th in the league, at giving up run plays of 10-plus yards. They're giving up about five of those per game. So basically, they are bad at getting any disruption and hitting a guy in a run early, but they're also bad at tackling that man once he gets through the line. So that's particularly good because of because of Aaron Jones. They're, the Packers are dead last in the league in yards, be, yards before contact all year, 21st yard, the yards after contact, which is not good. But... In week one, which is the only week when Aaron Jones played any meaningful time, they were eighth in the league in week one at yards after contact. So still not good. They're still not really generating any push off the line. That's the thing. If you watch any of these games so far, you watch that offensive line, even if they're occupying guys, they're not really getting to the second level. They're not really getting any push. But Aaron Jones can kind of make some of that stuff right. And so basically, so where they're at is even if they can just kind of hold at the line, if Aaron Jones gets more snaps than he did the previous last week, uh, I think he will be, there's going to be lanes and then there's going to be lanes to run. And the Raiders have been very bad at bringing guys down so far. So I'd say, you know, part of the neutralizing Max Crosby, if you can run the ball, run the ball. I think the Packers have a really good path of doing that. And then my second thing very quickly is the Raiders are giving up touchdowns on 73% of, of, of opponents drives of the red zone which is 28th in the league. And the Packers are scoring touchdown on 69.2% of their trips in the red zone, fourth in the league. So basically run the ball when you get in the red zone, do what you've been doing all year because the Packers have been good at that and the Raiders have been bad at that defensively. So it's kind of what I'm looking at. Just, man, get Aaron Jones in there, run the ball, step three profit. Uh, I think that's about all we got from the – I mean, just generally, I guess, before we get to questions – how are you guys feeling about this game? Obviously, we're not really doing predictions at all at this point, but uh, Steve, how are you feeling about this game going in as a whole? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you guys really need to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Pizza is the ultimate game day food. There is no question about it. If there's one thing that rivals my love for the Green Bay Packers and my love of football, it's my love of pizza. And right now you can actually order online during their pizza pizza pregame. It's one hour before NFL games and you can get ready for football, fun, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings that you crave. Me, this is going to sound weird. I know because you know uh, my pickiness with food. I love mushroom and onion. That is my absolute favorite pizza. I know it's probably not everyone else's. And of course, you know you love my food takes, but I love mushroom and onion pizza. I love it from Little Caesars. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone's going to score with convenient delivery. They also have their in-store pizza portal. So you can pick up, you can grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Trust me, you're going to love it. And, And if I have to recommend one thing for sure, have to get the crazy bread. The crazy bread is an absolute must. Enjoy it. Enjoy your game day and enjoy it more with Little Caesars. So many of you probably know that Damian Lillard was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as soon as I found out, 
I had to get opening day tickets immediately. And I will be there at that game because I use game time and even got to use code Packaday for $20 off, which made it even more sweet. The process was so insanely simple. They have these flash deals and you can click on the different areas of the stadium to see which prices are available. You can see the actual view of the seats. It was hassle-free and just super, super simple. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals as well. You can forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without all the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means. It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It kind of like when Ron Burgundy put like, put a question mark on his uh, teleprompter and he goes, I am Ron Burgundy. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, it's so confusing. And this is exactly like what we talked about all year. It's like you're going to get some good games. You're going to get some bad games. There's going to be, you know, this is the youngest team. And, you know, seeing all the, the penalties that continue to happen, like, is that something they can clean up? The fact that they don't give Aaron Jones the ball – and then Matt LaFleur's like, yeah, we really got to figure out a way to get him the ball more. It's like, hey, that thing in front of you, that card that's got all those plays, you make those calls. <laughs> like, get him the ball. Do it. Like, don't just say it after the fact. So are they going to get Aaron Jones the ball? Are they going to go deep to Christian Watson? Like, there's a million questions. So I'm very much like, uh, you know, a plastic bag in the wind. I'm going all – I can go all over the place. Sometimes I'm like, oh, they're going to be great. Sometimes I'm like, they're going to suck. This is going to be awful. So – you know, maybe I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm the Packers right now. I'm going all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I mean, meh at best right now. Awesome. Sarah, how, <laughs> Sarah, how are you? Do you have a direction of your feelings? <laughs> I feel okay. Uh, okay. Um, you know, the Raiders aren't a great team. Um, they've had a little extra time to get healthy um, and this could be an opportunity for the Packers to get right. Then, you know, they have a bit of a break and then they play the Broncos. So th- this is an opportunity to get right. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I will say that I'm a little scared. I'm riding in the car and I'm holding on to the, the handle because <laughs> it could get bumpy and I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm just, I'm trying to be optimistic here. I'm not doomsday like Steve, but I'm trying to see the positives. Yeah, I've I refused to get too high or too low this year. I I feel pretty good just because I feel like the Raiders are like on the brink of implosion. I think Josh McDaniels is just, I think there, there's going to be open rebellion on that team sooner rather than later. Uh, so that, that feels like that might be coming. So I think I feel good just because this team, the Packers feel like they at least like don't actively hate each other like that's good that's something fun uh yeah all right it's all very optimistic we all feel great going to this game uh sarah sarah what do we got for questions this week 
Yes. So we have some good questions. I think that this is going to stir up a lot of controversy. So I'm looking forward to it. Our first question is from Matt Pickett. He says, many people around these parts are clamoring for Joe Barry's head. However, if he were fired, is there any way in which things would improve? Like who would take over? Would it fix scheme and and or performance or what? And then food. Head cheese. Have you tried it? And did you like it? Steve. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse. What the hell is head cheese? Yeah, don't Google it unless you want to have to clear (laughs) your search history. No, listen, you should Google it. Google, Google and search it. Should we'll I do it on my work? That. Should I do it on my work computer? Yeah, without a doubt. Without you a doubt. might get a call from HR because it's that disgusting. Okay. Um, but so obviously, since I don't even know what it is, I have not tried it before. Um, nor should so, you ever. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, if Joe Barry is fired, I mean, I think that that provides a little bit of an uptick, at least for a couple of games here and there. Um, and this probably is the most apt time to do it, like where you have like one game in the next, I forget how many days. But um, so it, it'll be fascinating to see. Like, I think it would probably help. I mean, bring in somebody temporary, somebody that's already on the staff, promote them as the interim and, you know, wait until next season because I just – I think the experiment has passed. Like when you have to do when when you when they come out and they're like, yeah, we're doing this self scout on our run defense, and it's not just one thing; it's a whole bunch of little things. And you just sit there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Great answer. Great answer. Makes me feel really confident that you're able to fix the problem. So, I think it would help. I'm 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 fully on board with getting rid of them at this point, uh, but that's just me. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, if it's if it's me and I'm running the team, I fire him after the Thursday game, uh, just because you you then you have like, well, because then you you've got the break, you've got Thursday, you've got the break until Monday. Just like throw the whole thing no, away. Seriously, because I'm, well, I'm not in favor of making coordinator changes in season, but if we're gonna do it, like Steve said, I feel like it's run his course. Do it after the Thursday game. You do it Friday. Give him till Saturday, or whatever. You know, class it up, or whatever you want to do. Because then you've got a bit of time till the Monday game. You've got one game on Monday, and then you've got the bye weeks. You you get you've got a pretty good chunk of time to overhaul that stuff. They didn't do that. I mean, they're not going to fire him in season. Like that's that's not going to happen. But to the question, is there any way things would improve? Who would take over? Would it fix scheme performance? Blah 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 blah. Like. It depends. Like I said, it probably has to be someone on staff. I don't know. Put like my what I am in favor of is keep Joe Barry, but the players tell him what to do. This defense looked the best when Jair Alexander bullied that man into saying, I don't care what you say, I'm covering Justin Jefferson and like pinned him against a wall or whatever in my mind. He did stuff Joe Barry in a locker and he's like, It's my game plan now. And then they went out and just just put the clamps on him. Like that's probably the best case scenario. Because in my mind, listen, scheme scheme it doesn't matter. Like everyone's running variations of the same two or three base scheme stuff, essentially on defense. It's so reactive to me. The more important things on defense, I've talked about this before is how fast you play and the communication on that is in the aggressiveness you play with. That's the main thing. Barry's stuff has always been passive. Like that's, that's what he likes to run. That's what he likes to do. I think this defense is best when they're attacking. I I mean, and to the point in terms of self-scouting, it's not one thing's many things. That's absolutely true. And not all of this is on Barry. Some of that stuff is absolutely on the players, not executing, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, freelancing when they shouldn't be freelancing, leaving open lanes. Like we've seen that stuff, but it's happened too many times. And ultimately that falls on coaching. So I think the scheme, again, I don't care the scheme. I, I don't particularly care about get a guy in there, dumb some of this stuff down, simplify the playbook, get the guys playing hard, fast. And if you're going to make mistakes, you make mistakes on hundred miles an hour, but you're going to make some TFLs in the meantime as well. So that's kind of where I'm at. Again, they're not going to do it, but I think depending on who you bring in, if they just bring it in and say, listen, we've got 10 calls on this card. I've got 10 calls is what we're doing. You guys are playing fast. I think there's a way that you can take this defense light of fire. And honestly, some of the firing stuff, like for me at this point, it's also a, We've seen this before. They should have fired him a couple of years ago. They didn't. In the past two years, it's always been like, well, he's finished the season strong. I don't want to hope for the next year. We've played this game already. Get rid of the get rid of the guy so we don't have like, well, maybe he's getting better. He's gonna be better. He's not gonna be better in 2024. Like he is what he is. I don't care if they carry him through the rest of the season. I just don't want to see him again in 2024. Uh head cheese. I'm listen, I know what head cheese is. 
I'm I'm a cultured man. I'm a man of the world. I'm not trying it, and I will never Was it a ever sh- a ever subtle try shot it. at me. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It kind of felt like one. No, yeah, I was going to sh- say that was no, the vibe I got to Steve. I'm hey, on Steve. your side on this hey, one. Steve, I'm ashamed of myself for knowing what it was without having to look it up when this question came in. Yeah, no, I'm not trying it. I'm never going to try it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'll go reverse here. Um, head cheese looks like a prop in a Halloween Horror Nights uh, haunted house. Mm-hmm. It looks disgusting. Um, I will not be trying. And I, I do not encourage anyone else to try it. Um, if you like this and eat this on a regular basis, honestly, tweet us because I, I want to hear your story. Um, <laughs> and as far as things to add about, about Joe Barry, I don't really have anything more to add uh, than what the two of you said. But when you started talking, Dusty, about, you know, they're not going to let him go before the season. You know, they won't fire him midseason. Do you think that there's something so catastrophic that could happen? that could change that. Do you think if the Packers lost to the Broncos and got beat up by the Broncos that they would fire Joe Barry? I think it's, and I just, I just used this term earlier. I think if it's open rebellion, I think if the players are actively like, I don't want to play for this man anymore. And like you're in as the floor, like you're, and I don't think it's going to get to this point, but if it's like a near mutiny and you're in danger of losing the locker room, because there's guys like coming to your office and saying, I can't play for that. Like I have so many issues. I can't play for that man anymore. Like I think unless it gets to that point, if it gets to that point, I think they pull the plug. Cause I think ultimately like this is, it's an evaluation here. It's about the players. If the players are like so discouraged and so pissed off by this, that they don't want to play anymore. If they don't want to play like under that anymore, that becomes a problem. Like if it becomes a problem for the future, I think it's about the only chance they have at letting him go. And now if, I mean, if they give up 70 of the Broncos, yeah, absolutely. Like he's got to be out the door. Like that's just the way this goes. But I, other than that, I think it's got to be like the players just make it known. Like we are done. We cannot do this anymore. All right. Next question is from Scottish Packers fan, our our dear friend. Um, And they uh, linked to a different question that asked, What's the worst NFL take that you've had that still haunts you? Steve's already shaking his head. And Steve, you know, let me just note that you are wearing a black and gold hat. Did you do that on purpose to prepare for this take? Uh, actually, that is that is categorically incorrect, Sarah. This is a brewer's hat. It is blue, navy blue. It looks and black in the room that you're in, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I mean, Steve, I, you have an answer I for this. Tweeted. I quote tweeted this one and, and said it was my Antonio Brown take. So <laughs> I, I I put that out in the world. That's still one of the ones that I think about. I'm like, good Lord, what was I thinking? Like, that was just. You fought us. You fought I us did. on that take. I did. It was bad. It was bad. My favorite thing, we've talked about it a thousand times. My favorite thing about that take, Steve, is that like you mentioned that me and Sarah were like, no. And within, we're like, no, that's terrible. And you're like, ah, it's not that bad. Within two weeks, within two weeks, you're like, oh no, that was, <laughs> it was a real quick turnaround on that one. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. And I'm glad that everybody remembers it and still brings it up. That's really fun for me. It's just uh, one of those things that's never going to die. No. Pretty no. much, yeah. My, I think my worst, I've got some Packers ones. I mean, I, I was very much like, I think going with Martellus Bennett over bringing back uh, Jared Cook is absolutely the right move here. Um, in, a va- <laughs> in a vacuum, I still believe that's true, but obviously that did not, that did not end well. So that's, that's a bad take. I think the one I was most excited about that I got so wrong was you probably don't even, you remember a quarterback named Nate Davis out of uh, Ball State. Uh, Niners drafted him. I can't remember what years this was. I think Alex Smith was still there absolute hose on that kid like just at, did a, a incredible stuff at ball state i think the niners drafted him in the fifth round or something i <laughs> i saw him in one preseason game and i was like this guy's gonna be like a top five quarterback in two years never played an actual nfl snap he was out of i can't remember whether there was some off the field stuff or something like he never played an actual snap in the nfl and i could not stop talking about nate davis so that was probably my worst take and then you know swearing that demarius randall was going to be good after the packers took him those are <laughs> My my Ooh. big three probably. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Yeah, I'd say my Packers, 
my worst Packers take is, you know, when I said Aaron, there's no way that Aaron Jones is going to come back and that if he did that, I should quit the podcast. And then <laughs> he re-signed with the Packers. So that was pretty embarrassing. Another one that was older was just, I didn't think that Josh Allen was going to turn out to be very good. And that's incredibly wrong, but I know I'm not alone in that. It doesn't make me feel any better about it, but I wasn't a believer for a while, and I, I feel like part of me, whenever he has a bad game, like after week one, I was like, oh, was I right? Was I right all those years ago? Uh, and then he has a week like he did, you know, against the Dolphins on Sunday where I'm like, yeah, that was a really dumb take, Sarah. You dumb idiot. But, um, but you know, that that's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of putting yourself online like this is that you're going to say some really stupid things and you're going to be wrong a lot of the time. Um, but that's what makes it fun. All right, next question is from Brian Hartstad with a 10-day mini-buy. We all hope the team gets healthier soon. Which current injured Packer player can make the biggest impact against the Raiders? And then keeping on his theme of food questions, of start, sit, and cut, he asks, glazed donut, eclair, or a caramel roll? So, Dusty, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, does Aaron Jones count? Because he, like, played, but he's been they've been, like, easing him back from injury, right? I mean – if we're talking like injured has not played in the previous week, Elton Jenkins is a slam dunk there just based on how the offensive line has looked. And if not, I think it's Aaron Jones as far as the Raiders game. Uh, start, sit, cut. I'm going to start glazed. I love me a good glazed donut. It doesn't really matter where it's from. I've never had a bad glazed donut. I'm going to sit the caramel roll. I'm I'm a cinnamon roll man myself. Car- caramel's a, the caramel's a bit too much for me. Like that's yet halfway through one of those. That's a bit too rich, but I still like it. And then I'm going to cut the eclair. Uh, honestly, I kind of, have the exact same answer as Dusty for, for everything. So Yeah, I think this is a universal answer. Has this <laughs> ever happened before where we agree uh, on both parts of the I like it. But no, eclairs are eclairs are disgusting. Like anything that's like a jelly fill or a cream filled donut, like hard pass. That's just Yeah, I'm not a big pass. fan of that either. All right. Well, that was easy. Thanks, Brian. You united us together. You you did the impossible. Um <laughs> Next question is from Ed Stack. They want to know which underused Packers backup would you like to see get more snaps during the Las Vegas game? And then food, what is your favorite brand or flavor of bacon? So, Steve, why don't you kick us off with this one? Um, underused Packer player, I guess I would say Aaron Jones. Uh, that's who I'd like to see. Oh, backup Boo. player. Got it, backup player. Um uh, I think Sean, Sean Ryan. I, I think I, I've seen a, a couple of tweets out there and everything, and it's just if it's going to be that bad, let's see what you got in the third round pick. I mean, they're not playing him for a reason, I'm sure. Things that we don't know or aren't privileged to, but um, I'd like to see the kid get a try and see see if he can do any better than the things that we saw against the Lions because that was really, really, really bad. So that would be my answer, and then. Favorite brand flavor of bacon is just all bacon. It's all good. Like my kids love it. I, I'm a huge fan, but he's not wrong. The Nooski's bacon, the Applewood smoked ones are it's fantastic. It's like, you know, eleven dollars for a, a three quarters of a pound, but still fantastic. I gotta try that bacon. Yeah. It's good. Okay. I'll try that. Yeah, we were talking beforehand. I think Sarah and I also settled on on Sean Ryan for okay. those same reasons. And honestly, part of it, so Steve, you were saying that there must be a reason he's out there, this human practice. And and I I agree with that. I always tend to agree with that. But then I also think like they also shuffled the line around what was that in the playoff game a couple of years ago, uh, when they had it set and then it was like, We're gonna move. But Dennis Kelly is starting now, and it was like, Why are you doing this? And then it was just an absolute disaster. So uh I don't I think as much as I trust the coaching staff, I don't know that I trust their offensive line stuff. And like, I refuse to believe that Sean Ryan is worse than Royce Newman unless I see it for myself. And yeah, I'm with uh, Steven with you all bacon. Um, one thing I generally like to do, I'll buy just thick cut bacon and then I'll, and then I will just smoke it. I'll throw up my smoker for a little bit. It gets it so nice and crisp. You get the little extra smoke in there as well. Just it's tremendous. That's, that's, that's my method. Yeah. I, I was telling dusty that I, uh, I'm lazy, uh, so I just buy the bacon that you can put in the microwave. <laughs> oh, God, Sarah. <laughs> that was what I said. <laughs> I, I just, it's so wrong? much easier in the morning when I'm tired and I don't have time for work. I mean, I love, I'll cook bacon, but for everyday use, just 
throwing it in the microwave is much easier. She talks least, so much about like, oh, my stomach's so sensitive. I'm going to nuke this plastic bacon. <laughs> like, I that's, at least get that's the acceptable. boar's head brand. Like I get the best brand that you can get for microwave <laughs> The only. top brand of microwave <laughs> that's bacon. Like, that's, that's like basically going like and saying like, hey, look at this beautiful filet mignon. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. Where's the ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh okay can i on. have the burger sauce please <laughs> the burger sauce. hey 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 watch your mouth um last question from parker eaves which lineup for the o-line would you rather see until jenkins comes back walker tom myers runyon or nijman or walker ryan myers runyon tom also, what's your most memorable football game that you've attended, college or pro? Steve. Um, I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> I mean, maybe first half, try the first one. Second half, try the second one. See which one's better. I don't know. I mean, um, like I said, I'd like to see Sean Ryan get a shot and um, get Walker, Ryan, Myers, run the entire – yeah, I think that would be mine. Um Give it a shot, see what happens. If it's not working, flip it around. And then memorable football game that I've been to. Um, we found out that Dusty and I were actually both at this game, but it was that that Packers-Patriots game. I think it was 2014, like, uh, yeah. Yep, the 2014 game. That one was just – that was a great, great memorable game to go to. It was so much fun to watch, just the back and forth between Rodgers and Brady. Like, it was it was amazing. So uh, that would be my answer. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going that second line as well, mainly because I don't like Tom at guard. Um, Tom's had his struggles at tackle, but I I don't really. I think you can bump him into center. I don't like Tom at guard, so I'd go Walker, Ryan, Myers, Runyon, Tom would be mine. And then yeah, actually, Steve, the the 2014 Patriots game that was that was going to be one of mine. I have a handful like that one. Just like you said, it, it was. Uh, I think that was a four o'clock game or three thirty or whatever because it was, mm-hmm. it was dark when it was ending. It was dark. It was cold. Uh, you had it kind of going down to the end. You had the amazing uh, Cobb catch, that throw and catch to Ro- Cobb on uh, on third down to ice the game. Tremendous game to be at. The atmosphere of that game was amazing. Um, I mean, recency bias. Uh, the this the past game that that Saints game I was just at was like. I'm not going to forget that for a very long time. Just that ending with that entire fourth quarter was just absolutely insane. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I guess I'll just, I'll say the first game I was ever at was, uh, it was the last game of the 07 season. So it was Favre's last year there. Uh, it did not mean anything. Craig Nall played most of that game, uh, but just being there in Lambeau and seeing a game in the snow was, was incredible. But yeah, I'd say for the game itself, the Saints game, but probably that, that, that 2014 Patriots game. Cause that both those teams were so, so good that year. Uh, so like, that'd be mine. Yeah. For O-line, I'm going to agree with both of you as well. I think with Ryan, like it, it's just worth it to give him a shot and, and, and see what happens. And so that's why I'd lean towards uh, that second option there. Um, most memorable football games. So I have a few, I, I have a lot in college. I mean, pro, obviously everybody knows 2018 week one Packers bears that, Nothing, I don't think anything is ever going to top that uh, for, for the NFL. But um, in college, um, in 2017 and 2018, I mean, that's when UCF went on an incredible run. Uh, they were undefeated for both of those seasons. And, you know, just a, the year before, they had only won, like, one game. And so to turn around and, you know, I was covering a lot of those games as a student, um, you know, all of them in 2018, most of them in 2017. And so to – to experience that. I mean, we had college game day come to the campus and I, I mean, you know, kneeling on the ground, taking photos and, and Reese Davis is right next to you. I mean, that's a pretty memorable thing that you're not going to forget. Um, so just, there were so many games that I don't know how they won to this day. And um, that, you know, if I close my eyes and think of the moment, I can remember it and feel the, the emotions and, and excitement and just the noises in the stadium. So, 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 so many good memories from 27, 2018 and covering the team. I mean, the other years were fun too, but that run in particular was just absolutely incredible and something all, you know, I just went to the UCF game uh, over the weekend and I went with my mom and I was telling her, you know, it's great and it's fun and, you know, I'll continue to get season tickets and go, but nothing will ever be like it was <laughs> during that those two years. And I'm just glad that I was a student during that time because it was the best of the best. Um, alrighty. Well, that will wrap it up with this week's questions. Before we go, though, we always have some final thoughts. So, Dusty, what do you got? Articles, other podcasts that you're overbooking and, you know, can't join us? What's, what's going on with you this week? Burn! Uh, 
<laughs> no, none of that this week. None of that this week. Uh, no, I've got um, so early yesterday. I guess the Packers playbook came out. So that's me and me and John Kuhn walking through. We typically do three plays. Uh, pick three plays. We had a very tough time. We're going back and forth. Like, there's not a whole lot interesting here. A, I don't know what to pick. Uh, we settled on five run plays because one of the big questions uh, this week has been what's wrong with the run game. And so we looked at five run plays. They ran at, the ball five times. <laughs> Uh, they ran the ball. They ran the ball eleven times. Steve. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> it's not, like you, you joke. It was that much better, man. <laughs> I think technically, if you count the QB draw, I think they ran it twelve, and one was called back for a penalty. Uh, so we looked at five. Looked at uh, blocking. The run game is always something that I I don't talk about too much, just because the intricacies of run blocking and stuff is not something I've ever studied too much. Um, but obviously having John Kuhn there kind of explaining that stuff was helpful. So I learned a ton this week. That's up on Cheesehead's uh, YouTube channel as of yesterday. I've also got coming up on Cheesehead today. I've got uh, the Passing Chronicles. So I'm going through past game stuff and look at uh, two concepts. As it turns out, uh, both of them are, it's the two catches from Christian Watson on the day. So dug into those, some fun stuff. I mean, even with some ugliness from the offense, I thought there was some fun stuff. So I got to dig into those. And then for Packer Report, trying to get that up. I guess that'll be today. I'm looking at their two-point conversion. That was good. That's kind of a, a sprint out wineback thing. That was that was a lot of fun. I've seen the Chiefs do that. And I've like been begging the Packers to do it. And they did it. They broke it out for a two-point play, and it was a lot of fun. So we were writing that up for Packer Report. But, uh, yeah, kind of, we're far enough away from the game. Um, I'm usually good by day after the game anyway. It does not matter too much to me at this point. Um, I've got other things going on. But it's been um, – it, looking back, it was it was a very ugly game. But you know, watch some of that. Like, it got out of hand early, but there's still some good stuff to kind of look at. So I had a lot of fun this week kind of digging into different stuff, even if the game itself was pretty ugly. I don't have uh, too much, but um, uh, the only thing I have to say is remember when when we intercepted uh, Jared Goff like right away in the beginning and everybody thought it was going to be a good game? <laughs> Why are you bringing this up? I was, I was riding so high, Steve. I was riding so high. Uh, it was so cool. It was so cool. It was so short-lived. But um, no, um, thank you to everybody. I got a bunch of birthday wishes and stuff, so I had a really nice day with the kids and um, – you know, got some Legos and stuff from them. So we got to put those together. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, just had a nice relaxing weekend. And, um, yeah, uh, actually went axe throwing for uh, the second time ever. Ooh, so that was pretty cool. Nice. But, um, so, yeah, um, just appreciate everybody that listens. We, you know, it's always still blows my mind sometimes that, that so many people download our podcast and, and want to hear the things that we have to say about football. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully it'll be in a, a good one next week, but uh, really appreciate all the fans. Yeah, absolutely. This season has been a roller coaster already, but it's roller coaster. I think everybody is more than happy to continue to, you know, be on the journey with and, and just see how this goes. We knew this was kind of going to be the year that, Packers we're going to have. They're going to be really positive parts. There's going to be really negative parts. We're going to hate this team. We're going to love this team. And and that's how we felt on Thursday. So I'm hopeful that uh, Monday is different. I'm honestly, I'm excited to see Devontae Adams. I miss that man so much. Um, so, you know, that that's something to look forward to. And yeah, this is a great opportunity for the Packers to, to kind of get right with a few things and, you know, hopefully head into the bye week feeling good. So uh, we will talk to you next week, hopefully after a Packers win. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Sarah Kelleher for at Dusty Ebley at Steve Perhatch and at Pack a Day podcast. We'll talk to you next week. And as always go pack, go.